0: Welcome to Jeanette's TV. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke. We are live on location at the Toronto Fall Home Show. And I'm standing here with, with Daniel Ott, who is True North Tiny Homes. Welcome, Daniel.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. And now let's talk a little bit about the fact that um, you're in this great business. It's a great idea. How'd you come to this idea? And did you have any struggles in your own life finding housing?
1: Well, that's a that's a big question, long answer. Um, I grew I up. at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up with my dad being a contractor, so I grew up in construction. Uh, I went to school for civil engineering, decided that was boring, um, and then I joined my dad as a contractor. And we started we we were building, and I realized a few years into that that people were not being hel- clients were not being helped properly on the design side of things, and so I started a design company, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for the last eight years, um, and designing under his name uh, for eight years prior to that. And over the last few years, a lot of different types of people that we're designing for, where spaces keep getting smaller, um, the houses, housing market keeps getting more expensive, so people are looking for more minimalist living, a lot of multi-generational living. Parents are moving back in with their kids, or the kids are moving back in with their parents. Uh, or I have parents calling me and saying, can my son get out of the basement? What do I do? He can't afford a condo across the street. So we convert garages and things. And so looking at all that, we are trying to find an answer of how do we help these people better? And tiny homes is the answer that we came up with that is going to be able to help the people of Ontario in a a better way than they're being helped right now.
0: So who is your ideal target market though? Is it young millennials (laughs) who want to get out of the basement or is it, you know, uh, downsizers or retirees who are maybe even more like grandma and grandpa? Mm -hmm. Um, who really need this type of a concept, not just for the affordability, well, affordability would be probably uh, most of the reason why. How, how can you really help them? Like, I mean, the reason I'm asking this question is it's a great idea, but in order to have a, a, a tiny home, you've got to have something to put it on or, or a piece of property to put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you help not only with costs and affordability, but making sure that they have land to put it on?
1: Yeah. So. We, we built the millennial model first because we thought that would be our target market. And we got such a response from downsizers. So next we built the baby boomer model because uh, that's our biggest response. So we've, we've kind of changed who our target market is. Uh, but the other thing from um, retirees or baby boomers or the 50-plus generation, they say to us, we don't want to live in someone's backyard. We want to live in a community. So now we're saying, okay, to meet the clientele that are coming to us and to meet all of their needs of not only downsizing for affordability and affordability can be different things so some people want to downsize for affordability so they have extra cash to be able to travel with right and some people just can't afford the retirement homes that are out there so they're very costly yeah so we're looking for properties throughout Ontario and we want to do multiple of them at the same time even where we can build meaningful communities um not all of them will be for the 50 plus Uh, generation. Some of them will be mixed use, um, but we definitely want to help that demographic for sure. So we're looking for properties that are 30 to 50 acres in size where we can create a community.
0: Now, you're very family-oriented in running this business, and I think that's wonderful. I also come from a family-oriented business. Um, How how does it work, not just with your parents, but your wife's involved, your kids are involved. You were telling me a little bit about this. Uh, Tell us a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so... Um, the whole family was involved in building our, our first unit ourselves because we, we couldn't afford to hire out all the labor, so we did it all ourselves. And that was a lot of fun. It took us a bit longer, of course, doing it that way. But um, my wife, I have two teenage boys, 13 and 14. Big handful, but I love them, right? And they love they love to help with that. And, um, and then my son was here earlier today, my youngest one, and he's super interested in this whole movement. Uh, he's trying to save up to build his own tiny home so that he can rent it out to other people. So really cool, good business mindset, um, but he was here today trying to, trying to sell tiny homes for people.
0: Okay, so that, like let's talk a little bit about business advice, right? Because these homes could also be a really good investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that side
1: of it. So the first millennial that we built, we kept for ourselves and we rent that out on Airbnb. Uh, The biggest thing is because my business partner is a uh, property manager, and he's got all this data for apartments and duplexes and single homes and how many bedrooms it has, but there's no data for tiny homes because they haven't existed. So we need to create our own data. So we threw it on Airbnb, and we put it on a certain price, and then it rented out, so we kept raising the price to see what people would take. So we currently rent out for an average of $110 a night, and it's booked almost 100% of the time.
0: And where is that?
1: Uh, We have it in Vineland.
0: Okay, now let's turn to the actual house itself. I was inside. Um, It's impressive. It's very luxurious and I like the fact that it is luxurious but it's also affordable luxury and it's great that you're able to blend the two. It's a great concept.
1: Yeah, I've I've said just because you're going to live small doesn't mean you can't live in luxury.
0: That's right, but we are so um, conditioned in North America to have the, the big dream of, I've got to you know make tons of money and have a nice big house to reflect that. This is a completely different um, way of looking at things. So how do you see affordable luxury?
1: I think people's mindsets are starting to change because they're realizing that they can't afford that big house. So why don't I live comfortably in something that's smaller? And the biggest thing when we're talking about something smaller is making it more functional. So that every spot that you stand even, that piece of floor has double purpose. So I'll give you an example. When you walk in the door of this unit here, where you're standing is used to hang up your jacket, it's used to close the door or open the door to go outside, it's used to close or open the door to go to the bathroom, and it's also used to do the laundry. So by standing in one spot, you can do all of those things just because they're around you. Um, And I've had this same philosophy throughout design for, for years. When you have a hallway, you don't need to go all the way down a really long hallway to get to another door. Why not just create the design the rooms differently where you have a door on both sides and you have no hallway?
0: Uh, have you had any influences from other countries, like Japan, for example?
1: I think that's been a big influencer on um, just the North American market, embracing smaller spaces for sure. Uh, personally I, ha- I have looked at a bunch of those different things from, from different countries. But because of my experience in Ontario, those things might influence things, but I can't copy them specifically because a lot of that stuff's not allowed here.
0: Okay, so, you know, it said that, you know, happy wife, happy life, and women are for sure uh, behind a lot of the household purchases, Mm -hmm. even purchases for themselves. Um, What special features are you incorporating into the house so that, you know, the woman has what she needs in the house to sustain her family maybe things for herself maybe even for entertaining as well
1: so big question because we we get i ask a big question (laughs) we we get that a lot so you know sometimes i get a lady coming in here and she says where do i put my hundred pairs of shoes well my answer is tiny homes are not for everybody second answer is well we can custom design a big closet on the back for you Right? Maybe it, maybe it's a hundred square foot closet on the back, walk-in closet. You can you can get that. We're just not talking so tiny anymore. But everything can be custom built and designed around your What's
0: the limit? What's the limit? Because they have to be on wheels. They have to be mobile. They have to meet certain specifications. But at the same time, you know there are customized features that you can add. Um, how big can you make the dining room? What can you do with the kitchen? What are like? When do the requests
1: end? Yeah. So it depends on, it has to start with what are you planning on doing with it. There are some families that want to take this, put it behind a truck and travel North America. What you're going to be able to put in there is going to be very restricted because we're only going to be able to go eight and a half feet wide and at maximum 40 feet long and everything has to fit in there because otherwise they need special licenses and permits to go from state to state, province to province. But if you're only going to move it once, we can go 10 feet wide or 12 feet wide, and we, we can have a whole lot more availability for what's going on. We hire a transport company to move it. So the limitation is what you want to do with it. And if it's a cottage, it's going to be differently than if you're wanting to live in it, right?
0: But what's the maximum amount of bedrooms, that we you could put in?
1: So I'm also a sailor, mm-hmm. and I actually go to boat shows to steal ideas for um, tiny homes. But if you look at how they stick beds in a boat... Uh, where you open the door and you see three bunks in front of you. You can fit a whole lot of bedrooms into a small space. There really is no real limit.
0: But the more people that them. live in there, you also have to have another bathroom or two. Is that possible?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, it just you think about every, every time you add some of this stuff, it just adds cost.
0: Yeah, which, which is okay if, you like you say, you're going to keep it in a, on a property or in a yeah. village or whatever. Then you could have an extension pretty much at any time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that too. Yeah, you could put an addition on it if you're going to keep it in one place. We could build it in two modules and just put the addition on right away.
0: Okay, and what are we looking at in taxes?
1: So I guess this depends on where you're putting it. So if you're flying under the radar and you're putting it in the backwoods or behind a farmer's field, uh, you're not paying taxes, Right. Um, but if you're going to be permitting something on someone's property, uh, it, it's almost the same thing. You're not going to be paying taxes because it's a secondary use. The primary homeowner is paying their property taxes. Their property taxes are going to increase, and they're probably going to pass that bill on to you. But it's much like having a condo. You don't necessarily um, pay direct taxes when you rent something. The, the land... The, Landowner is is paying it, and that's part of your condo fees. So you're going to have a land lease fee of five, six, seven hundred dollars that pays for your utilities, your taxes, et cetera.
0: Okay. One last question. The um, let's say you have one of these, and it's now part of a family uh, property or owning. Or how would you work it for inheritance purposes? Like, would there be a um, a tax? Like, um, you know, when uh, like. Uh, capital gains tax or anything like that when you, you pass?
1: Um, it's going to be the same as if you're, you're getting a car or, or your parents camper or whatever. Um, it's going to be assessed value and you're going to get estate tax on it. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. But your best bet is to gift it to someone before you die. Right.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be gifted a nice tiny house to live in and maybe even with your parents' house, you have two houses, it'd be great, don't
1: you yeah, think? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much for talking with us today, uh, Daniel. And thank you for being with us. This is Jeanette Burke, your host, signing off. Please remember to like, comment, and share all our posts with your gal pals, all the wonderful women in your life, and the smart men. You will find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Vimeo, YouTube. Twitter, you name it, we're there, hashtag Jeanette's TV. And until next time, continue to be fabulous.